Welcome into Rise of Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Curran. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. He's been very hot lately, and he's going to stay hot today, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man of the people in the room, welcome in to the greatest podcast you will ever hear, Ride the Line. Welcome in to Ride the Line, everybody out there. Tanner, the rumors are true. The rumors are true. I went 8-0 with my picks last week. Hit on Thursday night, hit 5 on on Sunday, 5 during the day, 1 at night, hit a couple of the Monday night games. It was arguably the best week of my sports betting career. I went 14-1 and overall. The only thing I missed was I had the under on Deshaun Watson's passing yards, and I feel like that could have hit if Nick Chubb didn't get injured. But, of course, when he did get injured, all they were going to do is throw the ball anyway. But, yeah. One of the best weeks of my betting career and uh, trying to roll that momentum over into this week as well. Yeah, I had a rough night Monday. Well, I actually had a good night because I live bet, but a rough night because the props. I had Jamal Williams yards, Nick Chubb yards, Nick Chubb anytime touchdown. I think I had Jamal Williams anytime touchdown too. So that was rough. And I was uh, betting on FanDuel because working for DraftKings, I can't play on DraftKings, but um, they didn't refund. So shout out DraftKings for refunding the player props. I saw some interesting numbers, and of course, we don't live in either of these states, but last month, uh, August, obviously, the, I believe uh, DraftKings in New Jersey was the top operator, and then either a month or two ago, DraftKings in New York was the top operator for the month as well, and, and FanDuel has been dominating the market, as we know, but DraftKings is starting to you know, take, take some territory back, and I think part of that could be because they're doing things like refunding these these betters when these injuries occur because we know that the top companies are trying to draw back a little bit from advertising costs and stuff like that. So uh, I think it's stuff like that where DraftKings is starting to get a little bit of an edge in the, uh, in the goodwill of the customer. Which I will say refunding is stupid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that because customers expect it now for like everything if there's a little injury. It's expected. So that's the issue. But with that being said, still a nice touch from DraftKings there. And the DMs are wild. Like when people get hurt, the DMs that people send, the, yo, give me my money. Give me my, this was going to hit. I got a DM, a personal DM yesterday too. Like I could actually do something about it. It was like, yo, I'm three, <laughs> I was three yards and a touchdown from Chubb away from life changing money, bro. Please help. Like, what do you want me to do, buddy? I can't, I Taylor, can't log into the back end and pay them. Yeah. Log into the back end and pay them. Like, bro, this is gambling. Okay. Like in the end of the day, you're betting on people to not get hurt and go over their yards. Like this, you're gambling buddy okay so don't act like if it, it doesn't hit you were three like you lost that's the bottom line three yards away you lost can i say that can i push back on your thesis just a little bit yeah. i don't think refunds are stupid i think expecting refunds is stupid yeah but now it's like like hell if jason tatum gets hurt in the third quarter of you know a game next year it's gonna be like refund tatum refund tatum like well should we it's like there's such a cloudy line between when we should refund and when we shouldn't refund and all that and also too it's honestly a really good idea to refund from a company perspective because yep. it's in free bets it's going to keep people on the app and the majority of the time people are going to lose the free bets anyways so i don't know why fanduel doesn't it just makes them look like trash compared to DraftKings. Yeah, and I know you work for DraftKings, so bigging them up, but some other companies were doing it as well. Mm -hmm. It's it's yeah. been interesting to monitor this whole debate online. I've seen some of the like data analysts and stuff for the companies that I follow that have been weighing in on whether or not companies should be refunded. I, I, I fall in your camp, you know, it's sports gambling. It's a gamble. It, it I think that if there's gonna be a refund, maybe if a player goes out on the first couple of drives, then sure, you know, again, not expecting it, but maybe I would be more 
ex, uh, uh, what's that? I'm not expecting, but I would, I think, think I would be more likely to see it. But beyond that, you're not owed anything. You're not owed anything to begin with. There, there have been players who have been injured in the first couple of seconds of a game, and there are no refunds given out. This is all. This is just a new debate that's popped up, and it's just the popular debate online right now. It's it's the culture we live in today, anyways. But hopefully, nobody gets hurt. Hopefully everyone stays healthy in Thursday night football and we can have a good game here. Grant, we got some picks. Before we get into that, make sure you follow and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's the best YouTube channel around. We got picks. We got shorts. We got it all here. So make sure you subscribe. Grant, I'm going to tell a story about the SEC quarterbacks DMing girls today. That should be a fun one on the shorts. Uh, so look out for that. I've uh, I've seen from three of them. Are those the three that you're covering? Yeah, KJ Jefferson, absolute dog. Oh, that's QB1 behavior. That is QB1 material. <laughs> that was a good one. And it, um, Carson Beck for Georgia was really funny, too, because it was like it was like the cutest little like three lines. Like he was like, Bro, that was not bush. cute. <laughs> it wasn't cute, but it was like he was beating around the bush instead of being like, oh, yeah. you know, like, like um, yeah, the quarterback for the two time national champions was a little bit embarrassed of himself, which like, I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, you make the blood rush. Like it was kind of like that. And I'll say it in a nice way on here. The shorts will not. But like, KJ Jefferson is like, girl. Let me let me let me get the let me get some after this game. <laughs> he, said, he said, "Here's the team hotel. You coming or what?" Like, yeah. So, oh no, that was that was um that was Ander. I think what's his name for um for Mississippi State. Oh, or, was it? I thought that was KJ. No, KJ was the one. It was like, girl, after we get this win, I'm trying to suck those. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then what was the, the? This is too funny not to talk about here. Mississippi State. What's, By what's the way, for, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, three quarterbacks from SEC teams. Um, one of them, Carson Beck from Georgia. To what what he said something to the effect of looking at you gets me all um excited. Um, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like nasty. It was just kind of like that. Will Rogers for Mississippi State literally was like, "Yo, we're getting to the hotel at this time. Like, you want to come come over?" And like he like honestly, Will Rogers, do you deserve anyone to come over? You can't cover a spread against LSU. You were absolute trash against LSU, buddy. So I would stop sending those and start studying your playbook a little bit. Um, I did bet Mississippi State, which was a big mistake. And then KJ Jefferson had the whole like KJ. He was just straight up like forward. Like after we win this game, let's go, girl. I mean, like I said, QB1 behavior. You want your quarterback to be confident, do you not? Yeah, you do. So look out for that short on the channel. Um, but anyways, let's get into the picks. Grant, we're on opposite sides of the spread here. Again, I don't love laying the 10 points here, but I'll let you start because you have the underdog here. So I'm interested to hear your take. Yeah, so th this 10-point line I think is perfectly placed. I think in my head, I haven't looked at the stats. I would imagine this is going to divide, to divide a lot of betters, um, Tanner and I being a, a, case, a good example of that. But I'm going to be on the Giants' side of this, and right away I would say that um, when I was looking earlier, I was doing some line shopping. I saw the Giants for, minus, or for plus 10 at minus 105. You can buy that to – 10 and a half for like minus 120 minus 122 in my opinion that that's much that's very much worth the quote-unquote loss in value because I feel like it would make it a lot more important uh, more likely to cash because it, you know 10 itself isn't a significant number but the fact that it's a touchdown and a field goal away if you can get it to 10 and a half that would help you tremendously but the reason that I'm back in the Giants here is Yes, I know that they lost 40 to nothing to the Cowboys and they only beat the Cardinals by three points last week and they were down 20 to nothing at halftime. I do fully understand all of that. And Tanner, as you know, 
I've been predicting this Giants regression that we've seen since before the season started. And Saquon Barkley, like, I don't give a damn what Brian Dable's going to say. He's not going to play. I'm not reporting this. There's a 0.1% chance I'm wrong. I don't see them risking Saquon's health on a short week after he had an ankle sprain. But the reason that I'm going with them here is I got to give credit where credit is due. It's And maybe this is going to be something new, Tanner. I'm about to praise Daniel Jones because I've been in one of his biggest critics. Daniel Jones did something that no quarterback in the history of football has ever done. Last week in the second half against the Cardinals, he became the first player to throw for 250-plus yards, run for 50-plus yards, throw for two-plus touchdowns, and run for a touchdown all in one half of football. It's He functioned in a way that I didn't quite know he had in him, and of course, it was the Cardinals, but I don't. I, I think he's going to enter this game, and the coach is going to enter this game with a similar sort of mentality almost of it being desperation mode. Like I said, you're going against the, what, the best defense in the NFL. Saquon is out. I think they're going to tell Daniel Jones, look, we've been ultra conservative with you. Our primary goal was to limit your turnovers, but you know what? Last week we said just push the ball down the field, get it moving as fast as you can. I think they're going to open up the playbook. I think they'll let him do that again. I think he's going to be able to run the football an awful lot. And I think that this is setting up for anything as a backdoor cover. You know, I don't expect the Giants to be nip and tuck with them the whole way. But Daniel Jones, he showed me something last week. So for 10 and a half again, would buy the points. I think the Giants can pull this off. I think Daniel Jones was playing with nothing to lose last week because he had to be that aggressive. If they do let him open him up, which they haven't done this season, I think that's definitely a good analysis there. But the fact of the matter is you don't have Saquon Barkley, so you don't have the guy that makes the offense go. And I see this game resembling more of the Cowboys game where there's going to be guys Indiana Jones face consistently throughout the game. They're going to have to figure out a way to neutralize that front seven. I just can't see them doing it here. Again, minus 10. I don't love it, but if I had to pick a side, I'd probably buy down to nine and a half and go with the Niners there. But I'll lay the points here. Uh, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be too strong. I think Daniel Jones is going to play well. I would bet some overs on his props just because they're going to have to throw the ball to stay in this game for sure. They're going to have to run the ball with him. So maybe look at a combined passing rushing total for him and a touchdown. But uh, I think the 49ers are just way too strong here. No, I, I can't. It's hard to argue against the 49ers. Right now, they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl in a majority of sports books. And if they're not the favorites, they're the co-favorites. Christian McCaffrey is over 300 yards from scrimmage in two games. Brock Purdy seems like all he does is win and cover. Very important little contextual sort of detail with this matchup here. Do you know who had the best home record against the spread last season? It was the Niners. You know who had the best away record against the spread last season? It was the Giants. So from a context perspective, these two teams were more profitable than any team in the league last year. Obviously, the Giants are on the road, Niners at home here. So I think that's also going to be an important little sub-element, see how this game shakes out. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it could go either way. I'm not saying, like, don't look at this game and say, hey, the Giants got blown out by the Cowboys. They're going to lose 40 nothing in this one. I don't think they are. It's a short week, but I do think the 49ers have the advantage here. I think it comes down to the fourth quarter. I think they find a way to cover that 10. You're on the Giants at plus 10, but we will see there. It should go either way. Uh, we're looking at the total here set at 44 currently right now. I don't love either side of this because I could see it being a low-scoring defensive kind of game where the Giants don't really score that much and the, the Niners just run the football and, and you know keep the scoring down. I could also see San Francisco lighting up the scoreboard and I could see the New York Giants coming out and just throwing the football over the field and putting up some points. So I'd lean over on this, Grant. Where would you go? 
I would lean over as well. I think the Niners defense pretty much determines. Um, I think the Niners defense both determines whether the Giants cover and if this game gets over. In my mind, I'm penciling the Niners in for somewhere 28 to 35 points, honestly. It's a matter of, you know, can the Giants get over 20 or are they going to be held to seven points or, or nothing like they were in week one? I think the Niners defense determines it, but I would be leaning over here as well. Yeah, there's so much variability with the Giants. We know for the Niners, they're going to score that like 25 to 35 points in that range. They've been at 30 twice this year, I believe, right? Um, So 25 to 30 in that range. And the Giants, like there's so much variability that they could score seven, they could score 14, they could score 21. So don't know what we're going to get there, um, but definitely leaning over. I'd rather play the points, though, if I had to pick. Um, Props, Grant, start with you. So, so normally I'm a I'm a game side guy. You know, I like my props here and there, but I'm most confident and I find the most success in the game side. However, my favorite bet from this matchup is probably a player prop. And it's Daniel Jones as an anytime touchdown scorer. Now, some general line shopping. You can find this as low as plus 215 or as high as plus 275. So again, always consult your options. Always make sure that you're giving yourself the edge. If you want to see what some of the best sports books that are out there that are available to you, go to WSN.com. The World Sports Network, you can get yourself some promo codes, help you redeem some bonuses when you sign up with an account there, and that will help you along on your journey. But the reason I like Daniel Jones as a touchdown scorer, like we were talking about Saquon Barkley, again, there's a 0.0001% chance that he plays. I'm going to I'm gonna be in the camp that he does not play. He, Jones this season is averaging 11 carries per game. In his career with Dable as his head coach, he scored just about one touchdown in every two games. He scored one on the ground last week. You know, I think that's not going to really change much this week. If the Giants get anywhere near the goal line, he's going to get some opportunities to get a crack at the end zone. Uh, Matt Breida is the backup. He's going to be the starter most likely here. He's not exactly a, a touchdown threat whenever you get in the red zone. Um, and yeah, I just think that, you know, to your point earlier, if you're looking at the Giants to have any sort of success, even if they don't cover, if they're going to get on the board, then probably he's going to run through Daniel Jones. So for the value here, I think this is a very good play. I think that's a good one. Another play that you could look at if you do have some confidence in the Giants, which I don't know if you should at this point, but Daniel Jones over one and a half passing touchdowns. I think running the ball is going to be a lot tougher. Uh, against the 49ers than is to throw the ball. So that could be another area that you look, but they're not going to score three touchdowns in this game. I don't think so. Uh, if you're, if you're looking at a touchdown, either kind of got to be on the running side or the passing side. It would be, um, it, it'll be difficult. I mean, that Niners defense, their top three in points scored and points allowed. Um, I'm trying to do, let's see, they, they gave up seven to the Steelers in opening week and then they gave up 23 to the, um, to the, um, the Rams, excuse me, in week two. So they're giving up 15 per game. And three of those points, you know, we talked about were pretty controversial. But that's besides the point. So an average of 15 points per game so far. Yeah. So it's going to be hard. Um, but I do like the running play. I think he's going to be their biggest goal line threat, just run the football. Um, I think he's going to have a big game. So I might want to look over on the rushing yards, too. I think there's going to be design runs called for him, along with the fact that he's going to be scrambling for his life at times. So uh, that could be a play there. I like Christian McCaffrey over 113 and a half rushing plus receiving. There's no reason to not go with McCaffrey the way he's been playing. He's been hitting this number just off his rushing alone the past couple weeks. I think he had 80 yards in the first quarter last week. We look at Christian McCaffrey overall. 
he can do everything, right? So if the Giants emphasize loading up the box, I still have confidence that he's going to get his carries and get his yards because of how good this offensive line is, but also the fact that I think the Giants are pretty susceptible through the air. Uh, we saw last week against the Cardinals, they lit them up on the ground. They lit them up through the air. So there's a lot of ways for Christian McCaffrey to get involved in this game. So I think over 113.5 combined is a good play rather than picking, rushing, or receiving separately. Yeah, I'm just looking up the uh, I'm looking up the Giants numbers here defensively. So as far as rushing yards allowed per game, and again, it, it's only been two games so far, but rushing yards allowed per game, they rank 26th. Now they are top 10 in pass defense, but we know that the Niners dominate the ground, and that's where they want to. That's how they want to drive their game plan. You know, Brock Purdy has done an admirable job doing what he's asked to, but the Niners want to dominate the ground and. Uh, you know, unless the Giants show some improvement there, I think they should be able to do that. And McCaffrey got more yards from scrimmage than any player, like I mentioned earlier, 300 and 305, 306, something like that through two games. He's been awesome. So I don't think this is a bad bet at all. You can never when you can never bet against Christian McCaffrey as long as he's healthy. He always has the potential to go over. Yeah, I mean, 80 plus receiving yards minus 122 right now. Um, there's a lot of areas to attack it, but he's going to be a big part of this game if he can stay healthy. I just have a little PTSD from my props the other night, so I'm not sure if I'm going to fire on this one just yet. I'll probably fire right before the game because I don't want to get hurt like I did the other night with Nick Chubb and Jamal Williams. I might need a night off from the props, but I do like this like this one a lot. Get back on the horse, Tanner. Have some confidence. Yeah. Believe in yourself. No, I, I believe in myself. I believe the matchup is there. I, I just these dudes get hurt like crazy. These running backs are going down like crazy. Like oh, have a, you seen have you seen what's happened on like the last four Monday night games? Yeah, it was well go Demar Hamlin, right? It was like Demar Hamlin, Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb. And I think Kyler there. Murray might have been Kyler one of the Murray. ones before that. Yeah. There's there's been so many, so many ACL, so many injuries. Like it's just and then then your bet's destroyed, like right there. So like it's if you think that's the that's the threat and that's the risk of betting props in this case, if I was gonna do it like I'm, I already bet the Niners to cover, but if I was going to do it, probably the best way to do it, the bet is props. But again, I don't want to like I, I lost a couple hundred bucks the other day just by losing props. Right. So um, that's money I'm never going to get back. So I don't know. We'll see here. Well, it's Monday. It's money you might never get back, but hopefully you get some new money back with these props here. And hopefully you guys did enjoy hearing Tanner and I's favorite picks for this game. If you want to prove that you did, drop some comments. Let us know. First of all, whose side are you on? You think the Giants are going to cover like me? You think the Niners are going to cover like Tanner? And then also let us know what are your favorite bets for this game, whether it's a team or a player prop. Drop them down below. We are always interested to hear what they are, and we will be responding to all of those comments. But Tanner, you know what to do. Get us on out of here. That was Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. We'll see you next time for another episode.